Hi, my name is Gail Zergerman. Welcome to the podcast, Growing Older with Gusto. Today we have on the show a really interesting man who's living vibrantly in New York City. His name is Burton Fendelman, and he is still practicing law with more than 35 years of experience behind him in corporate and business finance. However, his personal passion, which he has been pursuing for over 25 years, is working with professional appraisers of museums and foundations for donations. Currently, Mr. Fendelman's legal practice specializes in working with art collectors, dealers, and artists in the world of arts and antiques. People rely on his expertise on business, taxation, art and antiques collection, and the disposition of collections. He also serves as the consul to the Antique Dealers Association of America, the Association for Art and Antiques, and works as a volunteer for Lawyers for the Arts. He certainly is doing all the right things to grow older with gusto, and he has so much to tell us. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Bert. Thank you, Gail. Um, you're so involved in your career and so passionate about it in my conversations with you. I'm curious, what was your first job? Tell our listeners what your first job was all about. My first job, I, I came to New York to become a tax attorney. I attended NYU graduate school. I got a job as a tax attorney. I hated it. It was so boring. I quit. I went looking for a job. That was the days before the internet. I went to an agency and the New York Stock Exchange was looking for an attorney with no securities background. I said, hey, that's me. So that's how I got involved with the securities industry. I spent my first 25 years working as a lawyer with a brokerage firm, doing corporate finance work, all sorts of other kind of work. Um, and during that time, I, my wife and I, I met my wife. We got married. Of course, you have to get married to be have a wife. Um, <laughs> and we had a we moved into an 1870s farmhouse and figured you have to have old furniture. So we started collecting old things. That got us involved in the world of art and antiques. Met many people who have similar interests and became good friends. And we literally grew up in the world of art and antiques. And that's where I am pretty much now, not being an antique, but being involved in the world of art and antiques. So what was your favorite thing to do when you were growing up? Any time Learning. what you're doing yeah. now. Okay. Getting to meet new people. Uh, going out and not being afraid to talk to people. And if someone looks you in the face, it's okay to say, hello, how are you? And start a conversation. Many people are afraid of doing that, but I passed that point. And I have found, I have broadened my scope of friends and colleagues enormously. And that's why at this point, I have so many people come to me for advice uh, because they know I understand who they are and what they do. And the best part of all is I usually don't charge anything. So I'm one of the most popular attorneys in New York City. <laughs> so, Bert, you said you came to go to NYU. Where are you from originally? St. Louis. Went to oh, Washington. Okay. So am I. Yeah, that's great. Oh, you really? Yeah, nice oh, place to be from. Yes. Washington University undergraduate school and law school. Mm -hmm. Had an uncle who was an attorney told my parents I should be a tax attorney. And because Uncle High was a patriarch of the family, we all said, yes, whatever you say. So yeah. they sent me off to New York. And after six months, I called my family. And I said, I ain't coming back. And I've been in New York since wow. 1963, I think. You got bitten by the New York bug. Oh. Yeah. 
Bert, any words of advice for someone at midlife who wants to lose their fear of growing older? I think that's a concern for a lot of people at midlife. Any advice? Yes. Don't think about it. <laughs> it it's going to happen if you, if you allow it to happen. Okay. I have spent my whole career, my whole life, thinking my body is just a machine like an automobile. And if you don't service it, it's going to fall apart. So I've been a bicycle rider, a rollerblader, a tennis, swimming, runner, wow. everything. And it's paid off now in my, I, I call myself late middle age. And I think I'm physically in good shape because of all that background. And it keeps your mind going too, by the way. And probably the most important thing is to keep your mind going, being involved in activities. Just about See, every- that was gonna that segues right into my next question. And I, okay. I know how vital you are. And I wondered, okay, so in order to be like you, <laughs> you're advocating lots of exercise and lots of mental uh interactions. Yes. Just about every volunteer position I come across that sounds interesting, I sign up for it. And it's so rewarding that you're helping people and giving back from all the many years of my knowledge and experience. Um, and that, that to me is probably the secret for, secret for longevity, being involved with people. That's true. Uh, Social read, connections are very important. Uh, I recently read where the Surgeon General of the U.S. said that being alone is the equivalent of smoking 12 cigarettes a day. Wow. <laughs> I think there's a lot, a lot of truth to, to that. Yes, that I, I've read that too, that exercise is important and what you eat is important, but those social connections are the most important. Yes. So you do a lot of activities that you enjoy and how do you think your strengths play into what you're doing right now? Well, my strengths are my lifetime experiences. So if you had a situation, I might have come across it at some time. I can empathize with you. Uh, I, I took a class once and I keep this in mind. Most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with an intent to re respond. Mm -hmm. So I passed that point where I've learned how to listen. Mm -hmm. um, I help teach classes in mediation. And that's one of the guidelines I always throw out at people. Learn how to listen. Wow. So what else are you doing for fun these days? <laughs> for fun, just waking up. <laughs> that's a, that's and living one day at, at a time. Right. Uh, talk, Go ahead. Talking with friends, sharing experiences with friends. Do you have friends of all ages? Yes, which is also wonderful. We we just recently, I say recently, had a, a good friend who passed away at age one hundred and four. Wow. Who was very active. We have a neighbor who's in her 20s. She has a, a dog, and we have a dog, and we take turns dog sitting for each other. So she be has become a good friend. That's the range, 23 to 104. How do you deal as you get older with losing people that are important to you in your life, whether it's a family member or a close friend? Well, forgive me for being a little bit a little levity. A friend of mine once said, there are people dying today who never died before. So 
if just accept that fact, it's going to happen. As I said before, we really are just machines. As long as we take care of ourselves, we'll last. But machines are not meant to last forever. So it's going to happen. Uh, and just accept it and don't worry about it because you're not going to be able to stop that that process. Any favorite sayings that you have or, or philosophies for a life well-lived? Um, being involved, period. <laughs> that, that says it all. That's, you know, sharing yourself with other people, your thinking, your skills, your experiences, your likes, your dislikes, but just being with people. It's so, so important to be able to express yourself. When you're by yourself, you have all these thoughts and there's no one to, to argue or to discuss them with. And so you have just a single blank page in front of you. I enjoy writing articles. I enjoy lecturing before people. I enjoy being questioned on things and being challenged. Mm -hmm. And that comes with sharing. As you look back on your life, what would you say are some of the largest changes in society that you've experienced? The um, lack of respect. People now are so self-centered. It's a a selfish me. I'm entitled to, to, you know, I'm walking down the street, you're in my way. I'm entitled to push you because I want to go, or I'm entitled to the politicians to, to cheat and, and take advantage of people. Uh, and the intolerance of different kind of people, gay people, lesbian people, people of color, people of religion. You know, we're all the same, but for some reason people feel they have to step on others in order to elevate themselves. And social media, I think, one of the worst things that ever happened to our society, because you can share these terrible thoughts with other weak-minded people. And to me, that's the biggest change I've seen in my lifetime. Hmm. Tell our listeners about your most memorable moment and why. My most memorable moments. Um, when I was seven years old, I was in Miami, Florida with my family and I went into the ocean and I got pulled out by a, a tide. And my brother came and pulled me back in and the mayor of Miami happened to be there at the time. And for some reason, he took a liking to me. He invited me and my family to city hall to give us a key to the city and, and, show, <laughs> and show us around. So wow. I still remember that. Um, I mean, it's kind of silly, but it's one of those things you remember how as a kid. Well, it had to be terrifying to be caught in a riptide. Oh, it was. Brilliant. I remember, yeah. I remember the mirror more, more so than the riptide. <laughs> Let's see. Um, another wonderful, I, I did work, work for the Volunteer Lawyers for the Arts. And one year I was selected as a Volunteer of the Year. And there was a ceremony at which I was honored. And I was quite, quite pleased the numbers of people there and I had a chance to thank everybody for their, their, their uh, appreciation. Um, That's very nice. Simply, I've been married to my, my we call my trophy wife for 58 years. Wow. That's one of my, one of my highlights. And That's we're still together and still good friends. How did you meet each other? This is a funny story. Um, I was living in New York going to school 
at the time. And I went to visit my family on a Christmas break. And a friend of mine and I saw an ad for a taxi cab that had been purchased by a farmer in East St. Louis. It needed a driver. So my friend and I drove this taxi back to St. Louis, picked up Helene on a blind date. Her friend had said, there's a guy in New York, a lawyer who's coming. You want to go? And he you know, sounded pretty exciting. A lawyer in New York. <laughs> Come to St. Louis. So we picked her up, and my friend and I drove to East St. Louis, dropped the car off, and Helene and I went out for a drink afterwards and decided we liked each other. So it was on a blind date in a used taxi cab. That's funny. <laughs> and you even took her to East St. Louis. That's pretty daring. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's chat a little bit about what you would tell our listeners um, about living a very long and happy life. What are your secrets? My secrets, once again, is being involved in the world out there. Um, I, I do a great deal of reading, both books and newspapers. I don't do very much television watching because to me it's it's, it's too biased to get a really good opinion. Um, but I socialize with my friends. I mean, we go out, we, we don't just sit and talk about silly stuff. We actually have serious conversations. And then it's mind building. It's almost like a physical exercise. And once again, being with people and sharing your life and, and doing things for other people. Uh, in addition to the things you mentioned, I'm on the board of the city of the Center for Art Law. I'm the attorney for the Center for the Preservation of Painted Walls. I'm the attorney for the Alliance for Art and Antiques. I'm the attorney for the Antiques Dealers Association of America. And these are all things where they come to me time to time. I've got this problem. How do we solve it? What do you think about this? And that, that keeps me both mentally and physically going. Sounds like you are. You don't have enough hours in the day to do everything you're doing. It's amazing. Yes. And, and there's so much, so much out there in which you can do. Just open yourself up and be available. Well, I'm out of questions, Bert. Anything else you want to tell our listeners? Um, well, the title of your program, Growing Older with Gusto, as I said before, I consider myself at age 86 to be late, late middle age, not older yet. That's coming still. <laughs> uh, so You're mentally, a mature adult. Me. You're a mature adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, that, mentally, that's where my thinking is. That's great. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you for any of your services, what's a good way to get a hold of you? Well, my email address is very simple. B Fendelman, F-E-N-D-E-L-M-A-N, at gmail.com. And I, I, I respond fairly quickly. I say fairly because I don't always get to it, but I try as quickly as I can. I know you do. My experience has always been you're very um, efficient. Thank you. I appreciate that too. So, um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. And for our listeners, if you liked this episode, please consider sharing it with your friends and your network or going to the website at www.growingolderwithgusto.com and subscribe. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy every day. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. This has been Growing Older with Gusto with your host, Gail Zuckerman, edited by Reno Lovison.
Tune in to future episodes and find past episodes wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Or visit growingolderwithgusto.com to explore ways to live an enjoyable and vigorous life.